Hello, my name is Jim Humphrey, and you are listening to Live Well. I'm really excited and a little nervous, to be honest with you, to host the first episode of what I hope will be many periods of awareness and insight into our human health and environment. My goal is to ensure you live the healthiest life possible and enjoy all this creation has to offer. Like a former boss of mine was very fond of saying, we all have an expiration date, but we don't have to rush it. Let's get started. As an athlete in high school and briefly in college, I was intrigued by the mechanics of the human body and how human performance is often dictated by the way in which we care for our bodies. It motivated me to pursue and receive my bachelor's degree in kinesiology. After graduation, I entered the Air Force as an officer and decided to become an aerospace physiologist. But the Air Force had different plans for me within other specialty areas. It was still a great experience and one that broadened my perspective in many ways. I obtained my master's degree in aeronautical science in the hopes the Air Force would come to their senses and realize they needed me as an aerospace physiologist. And I continued to study human performance throughout my career. The world continued to turn, the Air Force placed me in other roles, and after almost 23 years of military service, I retired in 2011. Following my military career, which spanned nearly 23 years in 32 countries, I capitalized on the skills that they had taught me in areas of leadership, human performance, and education. As I entered the higher education arena and later in global manufacturing and a, and a stint in human resources, I took all these lessons learned from my experiences around the world and recalled how different cultures viewed and experienced health their environment, and human performance. And I began recording notes of what I experienced and started to notice some similarities. Many have asked me if this was the motivation to write my book, Live Long and Prosper. Uh, not exactly. That motivational push came a few years later, and I'll share that here shortly. We all have experiences and events in our lives that drive us to shift our perspective and direction. One of mine began in late 2016 when I lost my father to complications following several health-related events, and it culminated in aortic stenosis. And that diagnosis will become important in, in, the, in the future as we talk more about uh, some things that have impacted my life. In 2018, I lost my mother to complications following what is generally understood to be a common surgical procedure. In both cases, their health at the time they faced these events had been determined by the culmination of lifestyle choices earlier in their life. I didn't really understand it at the time, but it was becoming clearer to me. These were understandably life-changing events for me, and it drove me to begin searching intensely for reasons as to what sort of lifestyle and environmental impacts can lead to these types of outcomes. The culminating event or the major epiphany in my life occurred almost three years later, beginning in June of 2019. I came home from work one evening and noticed a sore knot about the size of a dime on the left, on my left elbow. I assumed it was a bite of some kind, or maybe I had bumped my elbow during the day. Uh, nothing unusual. The next morning, it had grown about three times the size and was more sore and tighter. So I did the common sense thing after some pushing by my wife, uh, who's always uh, taken great care of me. 
and saw my physician later that morning. Seeing, seeing the condition of my elbow and the swelling, he attempted to aspirate it, uh, thinking that it had collected fluid and that we could relieve the tension and life would be good. Uh, when nothing came out, as he aspirated it, we were both a little surprised. So he sent me home with anti-inflammatories and a little, little bit of pain meds and told me to call back the next day if the inflammation had continued. Well, the next morning early, I woke up with my left arm and shoulder in pain. Um, it was hot, uh, painful to the touch, much more swollen, and dark streaks had begun from my elbow up through my shoulder and into my chest. <clears throat> so we did the right thing, called the doctor, and with minute, within minutes, we were on our way to the emergency room. And unfortunately, within an, about 48 hours after being admitted, my body began to decline rapidly. Um, as I had contracted some sort of bacterial infection with an unknown cause that quickly became septic um, and now threatened my life. Um, it was no longer localized in my arm, but it had gotten in my bloodstream and now was threatening uh, my life and damaging organs. So uh, a lot of things had to be done very quickly. For two weeks in intensive care, my body battled the infection. I underwent intense antibiotic treatments. I went through emergency surgery. Um, but thankfully, after two plus weeks in intensive care, uh, my body began to fight off the unknown bacteria successfully. And I quite frankly, I owe a, a special thanks to the outstanding medical care of the University of Tennessee Medical Center. They did a wonderful job. Uh, as we were getting ready to leave, the doctors um, shared some thoughts with me and uh, basically said that uh, um, had I not been in good physical condition, uh, had not had been a non-smoker or um, had I not had healthy organs or a positive mental state when I went in, the outcome quite possibly could have been very different. That was a sobering thought, um, which played into some of my thinking at a later date. But let's pause for just a minute. You see, I, I don't share this to highlight me or my recovery or anything like that, but I share it because of a decision I made a little over a year prior to that. After the passing of my parents, uh, quite frankly, I allowed my own physical health to decline significantly. Um, I found myself in and out of depressions, although I wouldn't share that with anybody. Uh, I had developed some very bad eating habits, uh, poor sleeping habits. Uh, I had a loss of focus. I couldn't focus on my own health needs and what I needed. Um, I had lost interest really in, in basically doing a whole lot of a lot of things for anybody else to include myself. Um, as a result, I was 45 pounds overweight. My body was often in a state of chronic inflammation. I was taking four medications to battle high blood pressure, cholesterol, uh, pain from former military injuries that had flared up as a result of gaining so much weight. Um, I had frequent respiratory infections and the list went on and on. One day, uh, I was down, not feeling good about myself and I was flipping through some former notes and some papers, and I came across a, uh, a, uh, a research paper that I had put together basically for a friend of mine um, to prepare for a surgery by helping him lose weight, uh, regain some, some strength and some dexterity and things before he went into the hospital to make his uh, outcome a lot more positive. Um, as I was going through this, looking at this, um, some things began to click in my mind. Um, and one of those was thinking about my granddaughters. I had two granddaughters at the time. We had a third one just about to be delivered. Um, 
And I strongly had this desire to see my children's kids grow up one day and basically uh, have families of their own. Um, and it started to click in my mind. One of the key things that were missing for me was the fact that I'd lost sight on helping anybody else uh, better their lives, uh, which in turn basically drove me to lose some interest in my own well-being at the same time. So what I did is I took a lot of this past research that I had done. I, I had collected a lot of things from different programs um, over the years. And uh, so I basically selected the best elements of all those programs that I thought would best fit my body type and where my current health status was at the time and, and began to embark on a journey uh, with a goal of losing 40 pounds in the next 60 days to regain my strength, uh, my stamina, my mental focus, and to basically begin focusing on the longevity of my life um, and the outcome I could have on some other people's lives. Uh, I'll share these details of the steps I took regarding food selection, meal plans, physical activity, and some supplementation in the near future um, at a different time. The short story here is I went from a weight of 232 pounds to 190 pounds, lowered my blood pressure, uh, regained control of my blood sugars, I lowered my cholesterol, um, was able to remove two of my four medications. Um, I had the energy to engage in all that life has to offer and engage in all those things I really enjoyed. Um, so I am 100% convinced in my mind that had I not taken these steps at that time that I did, I quite possibly would not have left the hospital. That's where my epiphany happened. That's the connections those are the dots that I connected in my life uh, that changed things for me going forward. Following my recovery, which took the better part of a year, quite frankly, uh, before I regained my full strength uh, due to the, the what it had taken out of me, uh, I was then and now completely convinced that many of the factors involved in our general health and our body's ability to fight off unknown conditions is based in our food, physical activity, and the environment around us all of which is often within our control. I'd also add that this has become even more evident given today's pandemic in, impacts. Um, it is almost um, vital to many of those that we love's future um, that we, we ensure that they have the best physical health possible at this point in time. Um, we have never We've always had some sort of viral attack. We will always have them in the future, but how our body reacts to those things is gonna be the key to our longevity. So keep that in the back of your mind as you're making your own determinations. Uh, the question in my mind then became, what are these life impacting factors um, and how do they improve or alter our habits, our foods, our environment to help us maximize our body's potential? I mean, after all, we have a miraculous series of mechanisms within us to fight off harm, harmful invaders and allow us to achieve extraordinary physical acts. And together, we're going to dive into all these questions and more uh, from this point forward. But let's chat briefly about the environment that surrounds us. There's no doubt uh, the manner in which we treat our environment comes back to either haunt us or reward us. There's been an awakening over the past three decades that things such as pesticide-laced foods, smoke-fouled air, 
petrochemical-based products are negatively affecting our quality of life and longevity. And this has thankfully motivated several noble organizations to, act, to action. Um, there's probably more published today on our environment and our food sources than at any time in the past. Uh, but unfortunately for most of us, our perspective of these things, uh, these specific topics is formed and often limited by how this information impacts us at the moment economically. Think about that for a moment. There are many vocal advocates for reducing the harmful elements within our food and environment, but one has discovered how much doing without such things will change their life, especially in the areas of convenience and cost, they quickly shy away from taking any real action. So very, we're very quick to judge and to vocal our opinion, but we're very slow to take the necessary actions to make real change uh, for ourselves and those around us. I recall back in 2009, I believe it was, uh, reading a uh, Scientific American magazine. Um, yeah, yeah, I was a little bit geeky. Um, and a report they had about a joint U.S.-Swedish study that reviewed several of the effects that many of our most common household contaminants have on our general health. Um, among other things, the report explained that children who live in homes with large amounts of vinyl flooring, for example, um, or other similarly made materials are twice as likely to develop symptoms of autism compared to kids in homes without vinyl floorings or these materials. Uh, they went on to determine that these vinyl materials can emit hazardous toxins from chemicals called phthalates, which over time combine with other toxins in the body and according to the EPA can affect uh, development of reproductive organs, growth hormone levels, and even decrease sperm count in men. Today, it's really difficult for us to avoid all these chemicals uh, because they are extremely common and used in hundreds of other projects, products such as I mean, toys, wall coverings, detergents, lubricating oils, food packaging, pharmaceuticals, blood bags and medical tubing, um, numerous personal care products such as nail polish, hairsprays, aftershaves, lotions, soaps, shampoos, perfumes, and a host of others. And oh, by the way, we'll discuss more on autism and how it's impacted by our environment in future episodes. Other published studies have shown that women exposed to high levels of what's called, and I'm going to get this wrong in my pronunciation, so forgive me, polybrominated diphenyl ether, or more commonly known as PBDE, which is a common flame retardant found in things like cushions, uh, couch coverings, carpet padding, um, and mattresses and other things as a contributing cause to various forms of neurotoxicity. This PBDE has been listed in several scholarly articles to cause issues with fetal development, female reproduction, uh, raising liver and pancreas toxicity, and even found in some forms of cancer. Uh, these studies even revealed that some 97% of us most likely have some detectable level of these chemicals in our bloodstream at any given time. Um, that's, that's a little bit sobering as well. Some of you may recall back in the housing boom of 2004 to 2007 um, and uh, how imported drywall made from China was placed in a large number of residential homes, but it was later to shown to emit so much sulfur gas 
that it not only corroded electrical wirings in the wall, but could also cause breathing problems. Uh, people were having bloody noses, constant headaches just from living in their home. I, I knew several of these families myself, and many of you may have as well. But by 2009, the drywall from China was banned. And well over a decade later, there are still lawsuits pending against some of these manufacturers. <clears throat> these are just a few examples of what our day-to-day -day environment is doing to our bodies. But remember, I said at the beginning, what we do to our environment comes back to either harm us or help us. Well, in addition to these previous uplifting examples, one that raises its head often within the media in recent years is the potential health effects of global warming. Now, I'm not going to go down that path. I'm going to steer away from the wide-ranging pros and cons of that debate for now uh, because it's just it's just too it's too volatile for so many people, and uh, a lot of people can't get past it to really think, you know, think through the next next steps. But there are a few items of interest that I need to bring up that we need to be aware of um, in the near term. Um, and if you put a little thought into these, it will make sense. It's been published um, often in recent years that carbon dioxide emissions uh, may not be directly responsible for health problems at or near their point of release as once believed. That's great news. Um, but these emissions aggregate or they combine over time and collect uh, to cause various forms of physical distress in our bodies. So they're still harmful, uh, but they may not be as harmful at the point of where they're admitted as they are when they aggregate in a space over time. According to the Center of Health and Global Environment at Harvard Medical School, Climate changes over the course of the next several decades will likely increase the U.S. rates of allergies, asthma, heart disease, and cancer, just to name a few. Have you ever noticed or possibly heard those around you talk of how the current allergy season seems to be worse now than in years past? Um, it's quite possibly that it truly is. Uh, I've picked up on this within my own family as well. It is also likely that as global temperatures continue to rise around the world, several diseases that were previously found predominantly in warmer areas of the world may begin to show in greater frequency in cooler areas of the world. Um, think about that for a minute. Um, I mean, why is, why is this an issue? Well, these cooler areas are home to people who have not yet developed the natural defenses or the immunities against these former warmer client diseases. I have friends in Alaska who have shared with me uh, recently that they now experience some seasonal allergies that their families and past generations have never experienced in the region. So it is occurring, but it's occur occurring very slowly and very incrementally over time to the point where many aren't, aren't catching uh, the impacts and the effects. Add to this, um, you know, the, you know what's commonly and well-known as growing global deforestation, and we really have a formula for continual environmental decline. The only thing I'll say at this point in time about global deforestation, um, which is a concern, um, but I would give you something to think about. Did you know that 120 of our prescription drugs that are most commonly used today are derived 
uh, from plants in the rainforest. Yet only 1% of the plant life there has been tested for medicinal uses. That's pretty significant. 1% of the existing plant life has been tested and drives 120 of our prescription drugs today. That's significant. What happens in the future um, as more illnesses, more diseases, uh, more chronic problems uh, show themselves and we no longer have the natural resources to combat those things? Um, something to think about. Unfortunately, at the current deforestation rate, uh, which uh, as of a couple weeks ago, when I looked up this data, was averaging 1,740 square miles every two years. That's how much of the forest is being uh, decimated as we speak. We run a severe risk, my friends, of not having the natural environmental resources to produce future undiscovered medicines. And that should give us cause for a concern. What happens to our future generations when we can't get the medicines that are needed uh, for these future illnesses. All the comments I've shared so far are not to paint a bleak picture or give us this depressing outlook on our planet and the future. Um, not at all. Uh, but the key thought for all of us to remember and to keep in mind is that there's an obvious link between our environment and our health. And thankfully, more people are beginning to connect the dots and work towards solutions. But it's going to take all of us to make those solutions work. For those of us with children and grandchildren, the future takes on an even more sobering significance, and we need to educate ourselves to ensure that those that come after us have the access to all the wonderful blessings that we have enjoyed. I would encourage you, my friend, to review for yourself the most current impacts of environmental effects on our health. Visit such sites as healthypeople.gov, scientificamerican.com, and ehn.org. All of these sites and many more that, that I haven't listed uh, that, that I will post feature current reports on research depicting how various environmental changes and concerns connect to modern public health problems. Now, having said this, my advice is never take one publication's perspective as the definitive word on the subject. You know, just like today in modern day news media, never listen to one media source. Always get a variety of sources and draw your own conclusions, but draw those conclusions with an open mind. Next week's episode, number two, will be entitled, Don't Put That in Your Mouth. We'll be looking closer at, yes, things we put in our mouth and mistakenly call them food. It's not always what you think. So until then, my friend, remember, strengthen your mind, your body, and your spirit, and live well.